0: Hello, everybody. And I say everybody because uh, we're in a hotel room at Kentucky Music Week, one of the festivals that we go to. And the everybody in this case is uh, not Seifert, even though we think he has multiple personalities. And I could be addressing him as everybody, but uh, this is Butch Ross. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Say hi. Hi. Aaron O'Rourke. Hi. And what do you want to be called, Trish? Trish Weilman? Patricia?
2: I think just Trish with a heart over the eye.
0: We always do that when we watch. Yeah. Right, yeah. so uh, we're all here at this festival, and we want to talk about the f- dynamic of the concerts at these festivals, and not necessarily this one in particular. But we all play at different festivals all over the place. I came before I was here. I was at uh, the Koschakten Festival, which is has a has a completely different way of doing concerts than this one does. And Aaron, you were somewhere before you came here also. Not a festival, but I was at uh, the Picket Porch in Townsend, Tennessee. I thought you had something just prior to that. Well, I did.
1: That was a one-off uh, kind of private festival, the Sky Valley Dulcimer and Ping Pong Retreat. So you can guess Quite that's cool, probably. probably not the norm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All
0: right, so this pod- i get that gig. <laughs> you need to practice your ping pong. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't <laughs> <mean> whistling, Dixie. <laughs> All right, so the... the uh, this is Dulcimer Geek Podcast, and so it's okay to like deep dive on anything we're talking about. Where you know okay. when it comes to this kind of thing, so the festival I came from before this one, the way they did the uh, the whole thing, was. There are lots of teachers there, just like, not lots, the Kentucky Music Week that we're at, this is a big festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how many? Anybody know about how many teachers are here? Uh, 52, I think. Yeah, see, that's a lot of people to try to put together a stage show. Mm-hmm. There weren't 50, but there, there were maybe a dozen or so at this last festival. Now, the problem with that is that at a festival like this, every teacher gets a chance to perform, which means your set is about... They'll tell you seven minutes, but they'd rather have you have five. Mm -hmm. And let's make this clear. We aren't complaining about the way this festival is run, are we? No. no, No. We're just, seriously, because this is just something we have to deal with. So Nancy Barker, who runs this festival, if you're listening, (laughs) 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 seriously, we appreciate this festival and it's Mm -hmm. fine. And this is a method of doing it. Mm -hmm. And so what we want to talk about are some other methods and not necessarily say which is the best method but just talk about the stuff that we kind of deal with mm-hmm. with this so the one that i was at which was up in coshocton had a dozen or so teachers there only two people got featured in the concert mm-hmm. and so the concerts were normal concert length you got a 45 minute set as a performer mm-hmm. and you know with a, with a break and then so for me 45 minutes i like seven minutes i don't like so again, not complaining about this festival. How about you guys? What do you have to think about? What's the difference? Or if you have other models you want to toss out, that you've that you've played. Do you want to go first, Butch? Well, I I think, I mean,
3: obviously the first thing this is to to uh, to say is that the why festivals like and and this is not the only one, but festivals like KMW are so short. Is because of that negotiation that they have to do that the sheer number of people, and even you know, even with the uh, the times being as short as they are,
0: you know the concerts still go a long time and. Oh yeah, that's true. Aaron and I, we should we could mention this. We we closed out last night's concert. Yeah. There are two concerts by the way, Kentucky Music Week. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Am I missing something? I think mm-hmm. that's it. There's mm-hmm. one last night, which was Monday night. Right. Mm-hmm. And what's the date? Does anybody know? Today's the 20, 23rd.
2: third. Uh,
0: All right, so and this mm-hmm. is uh, June two thousand fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. th- that's how I'm not aware of the time I am. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, so there's two concerts. One last night, and then and then there's one Thursday night. And it's not, not like one concert. is the big concert. It's just there's two concerts, and everybody just gets divided up to do them. Um, Aaron and I closed that one last night, and the way they work it is everyone is supposed to play a certain amount of time, and they know how what they're dividing it up by, and so they told us specifically we would play at 10.04. Mm-hmm. What time did we start playing last night? Um, it was after uh, 10.30. Yeah, I was thinking in the ballpark of mm-hmm. 10.30, 10.40, it wasn't. Yeah, because yeah. Mm-hmm. So, by the time we got back mm-hmm. to our hotel room last mm-hmm. night, I think it was after 11. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But by the time you go through all that stuff. And speaking, because this is a dulcimer geeky podcast, you know, the average person, the average age of the attendees at these festivals, let me just say it's not people that tend to stay up that late. <laughs> <laughs> I, right. I think that's an accurate assessment. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. Yeah. So it's tough. And, mm-hmm. and Aaron and I were sitting backstage, kind of, and by the way, I'm not used to staying up that late either. <laughs> 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 I wondered about that. Yeah. You guys know that's true, seriously. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, we were tired and we were yeah. you know kind of losing our enthusiasm just a little bit and mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, Tall Glasner who performed last night also came back and we were like Tall, what do you think we had to do we've got we have these different things we could play and we're kind of maybe thinking about just mm-hmm. taking it down two or three notches and just going really mellow and shortening what shortening our seven yeah. minutes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to three minutes mm-hmm. and just playing it and being done and going home and and Tal, Gave us a, right. a really nice pep talk. Yeah,
1: hmm. yeah, he kind of talked us out of that. Until, yeah, yeah. It was. A, I mean, I was too tired to really know what he was saying, but I remember <laughs> it was good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, he just kind of said, "Hey, no, come on." The reason you guys are closing is because they wanted something exciting, mm-hmm. and so you need to get out there and you mm-hmm. need to do something that's just like you know, just mm-hmm. kind of yeah, make it happen. Mm-hmm. And so we sort of. Went with that. Now, when you're – when well, it's not what this whole podcast is about, but I learned this method of putting together a set to perform to try to entertain people where you think about things like, okay, they're figuring out if they like you, they aren't really listening to you yet, now they're just watching you, you know, and now they're going, oh, I like her, I don't like this person, you don't talk about yourself early on what you don't no you shouldn't <laughs> <laughs>
2: so he missed the memo
0: <laughs> and, but as the set progresses if you have all these little goals that you want to mm-hmm. meet and in a 45, 45 minute set you can do all that stuff mm-hmm. you cannot do that in 7 minutes nope. yeah. or 6 minutes and, mm-hmm. uh, how do you plan a set when you're going to be on first off there's going to be 24 performers in a, in mm-hmm. a night mm-hmm. and you're going to get 2 songs how do you choose what you're going to play
2: it's interesting to me, coming from a really different world of performing and concerts, to have witnessed at least a year or so's worth of dulcimer festivals and gatherings and how concerts are done. Um, but to me, it's there's, it's such a loving community that people, people love each other and they love their teachers so much. I think it's not always that teachers are also performers and performers are teachers but that seems to go hand in hand for yeah. the most part in this world and so they get to know their teacher in the class and they really want to see them perform even if it's just a sampler and that's what i feel like that it mm-hmm. is at least the first time I at the chattanooga first chattanooga dulcimer festival that i saw it felt like a sampler of things and I thought it was fantastic that everybody kind of got to do that, and it wasn't just a feature performer. Mm. So it, it may be that as performers we feel like, or you feel like in this case, you know, I don't have enough time to really do what I do, but I think your audience just wants to see you. They want to support you because you're their teacher and there's somebody that you admire as a performer at the mm. same time. So it's a very different kind of closeness than I think in other... Genres, you know what
0: I'm yeah. saying? Okay, I, I think you're probably right, but I don't think that changes the way we relate. Well, well I think I, I
1: think that the way the performances come off at these camps uh, kind of depends on the performer, in, in a big way, I think that uh, um, what I've seen some people do, and I think do it pretty effectively, is instead of treating it like a performance, how they would uh, go into a concert and say, "Okay, this is a seven-minute concert." They say, okay, this is seven minutes of what I've been working on with my class, and what you can take it to—something um, to get people excited okay. about, about their playing. Um, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. But realistically, you've been working on a new album. Yeah. You want to sell CDs. Yeah, and I—I I don't
1: think that, at least for me, I've uh, at camps in general books. Instructional books far outsell CDs, and I think for me it's hard to get into the mindset that I am in a you know right before a two forty minute set concert um, versus being at a camp where I'm teaching most of the time and for these seven minutes I'm going to be performing. When I'm performing, I'm still kind of in teacher mode. I'm still thinking about workshops. I'm still thinking about the students. I'm not really thinking about CD sales. In the past, for me, it's never really translated to CD sales. It's generally translated to book sales,
0: hmm. um, and yeah, that's, but the stuff—the yeah. song that you started to play last night—no mm-hmm. one can play that but you. <laughs> 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 that, that, that's nice of you. <laughs> well, and, and, and let me, by the way, let me, let me hit this again because this is like a radio thing. This is I'm Dan Landrum, and that was Aaron O'Rourke who was just speaking. And the female voice is Trish, and it's Butch Ross who's the other voice that you're hearing.
1: The ma- the other male voice. The other male <laughs> voice. <laughs> I'm Butch. We're all really tired. We're just two days <laughs> into
0: this thing. Yeah, Butch. Well, what are you? What's your? What are you thinking? Uh, Seven minutes.
3: Well, I think when you're performing, it's uh, you're trying to tell a story, and. For me, that usually takes three or four songs to get kind of in and get back out to build a thing that really translates into an experience for the people who are listening. Uh, so when you're when you're down to such uh, such little time, the f- there's a couple of things that I really concentrate on that, um, and and that is that determines what I'm gonna play. Uh, that certainly determines who I'm teaching, what kind of classes I'm teaching. Uh, that also, also plays a big role is is um, uh, who's in front of me actually, the the artist that's in front of me or the artist that's behind oh, me. Are you playing
0: before or after? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so, um, and I'm going to do whatever I whatever I can to not be remotely like that person, you know. But which is easy because I don't sound remotely like most Dulcimer players. <laughs> but in
0: a longer set. Um, for the Coshocton concert that uh, I played, the Coshocton concert, which was 45-minute sets, Mm -hmm. and Randy Klepper, started by myself, and Randy Klepper and Mark Wade joined me on stage. Mm -hmm. We we rocked it. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, we did a good job. We had a really good time. Mm -hmm. We got to the end. We were first, and they had uh, uh, Atwater Donnelly after us. Amazing performers, by the way, can hold Mm -hmm. their own anywhere. Mm -hmm. But when we got to the end of my set, the audience, uh, we got a standing ovation, and the person in charge of the concerts was walking up the aisle, and I could see her. She was motioning; she wanted us to play one more song. Mm-hmm. I would not do that, and because of what Butch is talking about in that set, mm-hmm. when you're in a set like that where you've got a long thing and there's somebody who you respect, after that, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think you do that. I, for me, that feels like bad form. And maybe no, it would have been okay. Mm-hmm. No, that's respectful. It's not respectful.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So anyway, and I and I talked to uh, to, to uh, Aubrey and Elwood after that, and they're like, "No, no, no, no. We're, it's mm-hmm. yeah. You got. It. They said, of course. They said it would be <laughs> fine, but they're like, no, we wouldn't have either.
2: But there's a fine <clears throat> line in being, you know, indulgent and being, you know, yeah. Well, also, and also, some more? I
0: yeah. was aware of how long, how late the concerts right. are going to go. And by the oh, here's another one. And again. Folks from Kashok, that was an amazingly run, perfect festival if you're listening. These are not complaints. Yeah. We could be, this just happens to be where we are right now. Mm -hmm. And all these festivals kind of had the same thing. But Mm -hmm. they, here's another thing that happens at these festivals, and I think it's partially the age of the audience. They didn't take a break. They did not do an intermission, but even Mm -hmm. though they still had, we had to break and the other people had to set up, Mm -hmm. they didn't let people leave the auditorium. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Because what happens? When people go home, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. People leave. And yeah. at the beginning of the concert, I would say by the end of the concert, from the beginning of the concert, there was probably 30 or 40% attrition last night. Do you think that's right? I think that's pretty fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's just what happens. So mm-hmm. It's just what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but back to what you were saying, Bush, then. I'm not saying you're being disingenuous, but it's hard. I mean, you don't know what the person's going to do in front of you. And so, and you kind of think I sort of think during the day I'm always nervous in a seven minute set much more than a forty five minute set. Yeah, you know, because forty five minute set I can get some ideas and chase the muse, and <laughs> but seven minute set it's like. Hmm. But I
1: I don't think that's the case across the board. I think we can both think of a few people who are really good players that kind of have the the seven to ten or fifteen minute set down to a science where. Doing a forty-minute set would probably be outside their comfort zone. Uh.
0: right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're being careful not to say anybody. I, I really am. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, really I, okay. I might be wrong completely. Yeah. <laughs>
3: but oh, and else. also not disingenuous because I'm mm-hmm. thinking about what I'm going to mm-hmm. perform. You don't ask me at four in the afternoon what I'm going to do at the concert that night. You can't ask me four minutes uh,
1: I, I'm because just
0: gonna.
3: because the person who's <laughs> playing in front of me. Is going to influence the decisions that I'm making. At four o'clock, I have eight songs on, I might
0: do. Yeah, but I've, like I've seen you do your looping thing. Yeah. If you're planning on doing that looping thing, you're thinking about that a day or two ahead of time. A day ahead of time. Yeah. You got. I'm not trying to pick on you, yeah. but you can't tell me that you aren't thinking weeks out. I think I'm going to do my looping thing at KMW this oh, year. Oh, for sure. Always, yeah. always. And you wouldn't change it at the last minute if uh, I would if absolutely the guy in front of you change it at the last minute. I would if the guy in front of you played Eleanor Rigby and did looping, Pop. you would probably be like, no, I'm not doing that.
2: <laughs> you know, that's the thing is yeah. that there's no... I have done that. There's be no blood rehearsal. on the tracks, too, at that point. Probably. There's yeah. no rehearsal. You guys don't have a rehearsal. Oh,
0: no. You yeah. see what that's,
2: people do once you get there. That's what, that's in what, in what I mean. In my world, there's a rehearsal yeah. every time. Yeah. So you know what to do. You know what to expect. You guys don't. You have to decide. I mean, in a lot of ways, I think you have to decide on the fly, right? I mean... Oh,
0: you do. Yeah. Because,
2: you ha- again, like you said, you have to see who's come before you and and not repeat what they did, do something different than they did, do something that's, you know, compelling, that's your own. Yeah. And think about both, you know, um, playing for your students, but also s- selling your CD. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot to think about. Yeah. And it's on the fly, yeah. which is impressive from my point of view. That's pretty impressive.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not thinking about this stuff months in advance, but I'm not, there's no decisions made. There's no decisions. Oh, I get that. There's yeah, no, yeah. you know, yeah. and and, and part of that's looking yeah. where I fall in the concert, you know, who's in front of me, who's, who's behind me, although I worry less about who's behind me. But, you know, if we're in a point in the, if the person in front of me played slow, pretty music and the person in front of them played slow and pretty music and the person in front of them played slow, pretty music, that's going to affect very deeply whether I even think about attempting something slow and pretty.
0: But that's where, like, somebody like Aaron, mm-hmm. uh, who has, you know, you've been working on some specific stuff. It's Mm -hmm. kind of cool and things you're thinking about, and and I'm not picking on you either. We're all so different, you know. It's okay. I see No, you. I see you as. (laughs) I see you as the moody artist. I see you as just moody butch. so <laughs> okay you can take it come on you can do yeah, it we're all friends uh, uh, I'm place, kidding so. I'm kidding by the way oh I know
1: it's coming back oh, Dan, the Dan he's
0: the funny one he's the funny one
1: Dan has this uncanny ability to say I'm not picking on you but oh yeah that's just and exactly then, like you, bless your heart yeah it's <laughs> really yeah. anyway go ahead Aaron you were going to say something uh, well one, one thing Trish that you, that you mentioned uh, and it, it might be slightly relevant when you uh, you point out rehearsal um and being able to <laughs> I'm glad it'd be before. slightly relevant yeah no, no no it might be I, I might be going off on a little mm-hmm. bit of a tangent mm-hmm. and it, maybe it's okay if i am but one of the things uh that that sometimes i like to do if i see that i'm going to be overlapping at a festival with dan or butch or someone sometimes we have this idea oh we're actually going to get to play together when we see right. them and Sometimes because of our schedule we're, we're teaching during the day, we think we're going to have time to rehearse, and it just doesn't happen because <laughs> we're tired and exhausted. So a lot of the ideas we think we're going to be able to to do in the concert just go right out the window, and we say, next time. You know, hmm. But it
3: doesn't squelch the desire to play together. Yeah. That's right.
1: Yeah. And you know, sometimes we're at festivals where we're just not allowed to overlap on stage. Sometimes we're at festivals where yeah, we're not allowed to
0: play with each other. Right, yeah.
2: But you guys take more I don't like that risks. one either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but take risks, yeah. though, and
2: sometimes you do play. Yeah. I mean, even even it might just be like a pickup thing, but that, I think that speaks to how talented you all are. Is that you will get together really quickly and play something that's pretty fabulous, just you know, kind of improvisationally. We
0: should all say thank you, Trish. I, I was You're already welcome. thinking.
2: You're <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm serious because I'm you know at least. For me as a performer, and a lot of the world I come from is very much about rehearsing and getting things perfect, and not so much improv. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm so impressed with what you do.
0: Yeah, well, uh, going off of what Trish said, and back to where I was mm-hmm. well, I was kidding a few minutes ago, because we don't get to see what somebody else is doing. If there's this thing that you've been working on that you, you know, like, this really means a lot to you, and you're in this particular kind of mood, and you're wanting to deliver this kind of thing, mm-hmm. then the person, and maybe it's maybe you've got a new Irish CD or something and the person in front of you plays the same song Yeah, you know even though they're going to play it completely differently than the way anybody at this table is going to play it mm-hmm. you yeah you're st- still inclined to not do you're it you're still going to not do it yeah. I mean, for multiple reasons
3: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's true
0: Trish, you are nailing this podcast. Are
1: you improvising this? Because you are nailing it.
2: Um, no, right I've here. memorized this entire script. You're doing a great <laughs> job. Yeah. Me. Just a compliment. Um, <laughs> thank you. No, I, I'll untie yeah, you. Yeah, it's just yeah. really, oh, thank you. No, it's, it's pretty impressive. And yeah. just the, the talent level is really, really neat. It's been cool to witness that and, um, and watch you guys as performers because. The thing is, your whole performance, you're good teachers, you're good performers, you you speak well in front of an audience, and certainly at this table, I'm sitting among the best of the best, and that's pretty, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> $50. $50, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. That was a very good yeah.
2: thing. Yeah, no, I mean that sincerely.
3: I would say that I'm not one who's known for collaborating, for doing a lot of that kind of stuff, and a lot of that comes from the fact that... You're moody. There's so little time.
0: (laughs) Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I I should not put words into your mouth.
3: (laughs) Yes.
1: Dan's got words he's got to put somewhere. Yes.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Butch. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we live in the same town. I know, it's I bad. just want to remind <laughs> you that we live in the same town. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <They might> continue. <laughs> so anyways, um, and part of that is the, the lack of the length of time because of all the things that you just said, there's things that I want to try yeah. to get across, things that I want to say or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and 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 yes, if I if I were if I were you know at Koshakton or whatever, then I'd be very interested
0: in who else was there and yeah, you know what I mean. And that's easy and for any of us. If if Atwater and Donnelly were before us or after us, we're like mm-hmm. there could be no overlap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you well,
2: you can't clog like that.
0: Cannot. She's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You
2: know, uh,
1: you know, on the on the topic of it being seven minutes and you've got stuff that you want to play, you want to perform. To promote the product that you have, I think that that's a little bit unique among uh, the realm that we occupy versus on a broader music festival level where you see people collaborating on stage and suddenly that turns into a CD that they end mm-hmm, up promoting. Yeah, um, yeah that's and a good I think point. I think that's that happens a lot less often. Not to say it doesn't happen, but I think that it's a lot less
3: frequent in uh, the Dolsmer. Well, I think it's I think it's fair to say that that we probably, the three of us speaking specifically, probably put out
0: more material than most other people. We are the ones who are foolish enough to think we can make a living doing this. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> true. Because yeah. uh, I had a great conversation standing in the lunch line with Tall Tal Glasner today mm-hmm. where he said uh, we were talking kind of about this very subject, which is what made me think this would be fun to talk about on the podcast. And he goes, oh, you know, I don't think about it. And so laid back if you don't know him. He mm-hmm. says, I don't. I don't really think about it so much. He said I just kind of do what I want to do. He said, uh, because when I go back home, I'm a computer programmer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's I fortunate. think
1: I think it's because we're we're so generously fed by a lot of people who host us and you know, yeah, put us right. up for a word that we mistakenly believe that we're we're able to feed ourselves, you know. Um. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I wish I had a sound effect now that was like you know what else? This this is the final quick, Jeopardy. The quick question. Round. Quick okay. question. Lightning round. round. Lightning round. round.
2: Ding ding ding. So
0: as as kind of listening to this whole thing evolve in conversation, we're and we're about to wrap this up. I would want to know as a listener. So what did you play and why last night in the seven minute concert? So, uh, Butch,
3: I played um, in my life on ukulele because I'm teaching a class of. You uh, Beatles songs. I'm teaching three ukulele classes, and I have a new book of ukulele fingerstyle arrangements for Beatles of Beatles songs. So that's what I opened with, and then I closed with uh, fifty two Vincent Black Lightning because it's a good closer, and because it's on a the only record that I had available had just come out a month earlier okay. when I played here the first time ten years ago. Okay. So it's a kind of a nostalgia. I re-released that record, but also it was a nostalgic thing. So it was new material. It was all about the new, It was all about new material, but also as it related to where I was at this point in my career in relation to this specific festival.
1: Not very good. Aaron? Well, I had a conversation
3: with Steve Yulberg uh,
1: last year that really inspired me. I always feel like Steve Yulberg has really good energy. And he had a great set last night. Yeah, too. he yeah, did. He's, he's a good guy, and when I see him and his, his good energy, I want some of that. So I, I take what he says really seriously. <laughs> but uh, he said, you know, I think I figured it out. You know, at, at KMW, we've got short sets, and there's a, there's a lot of people performing. And in the past, I always... Just tried to perform something that was on one of my CDs or on one of my books so I could sell it. And he said, and one year I just stopped doing that. I just performed whatever I was in the mood for. It didn't matter if I was, uh, you know, if it was on a CD or in a book. It was just what was in my head. I could get on stage and feel good about it. Because in seven minutes, you don't have a lot of time to get into your comfort zone. For me, I I struggle with stage fright and anxiety quite a bit. And so it takes me a little time to get comfortable. Mm -hmm. So whatever I can play that I'm comfortable with, you know, as soon as possible, the better. And so I was going to play uh, this tune called Cluck Old Hen. An, ar- an arrangement of it that I'd been playing a lot was in the mood to play, and uh, that didn't happen because I had an instrument malfunction yes. <laughs> and, uh, and had to switch to another instrument. And so I just played the next
0: tune that was in my head, which was an original piece. Okay, I mean, we have seven minutes. Mm-hmm. So for those that are listening, the way this thing came down, Aaron starts it. He You probably didn't speak more than 10, 15 seconds before you started playing. I think I had a solid 28 seconds. 28 seconds, because you speaking. always measure that out. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. and So anyway, he starts to play the song, and clearly there's a note that's flat. Mm-hmm. So he's like... I think your words were, okay, wait, that hen isn't going to cluck or something like <laughs> that. I said, well, the hen isn't supposed to be that sad. <laughs> yeah. And, and so Aaron starts doing what a good musician would do. is like, let's fix this thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm glad you stopped, Aaron. And so you were actually wondering at that time, what should I do, you know, to fix it? And so he pulls it back up and checks it again. And he's going, and he pulls it up again, like two or three times. Yeah. What was going through your head at that point? I
1: said, this is, this is going to end in sadness. <laughs> but uh, but I, I think I you know, decided as quickly as I could that this isn't going to work. And so I think I just said, well, the hen got out and <laughs> switched instruments and, and went to something
0: else. And, did uh, not make a big deal about it? No. Immediately started another thing? You did not cry? You did the, not kick your feet, stomp, mm-hmm. or anything? No, because that happens to
1: everyone. I've seen it happen to my favorite musicians. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, it didn't bother them at all.
0: And I thought they were cool. <laughs> so. Yeah. Now, there was there was another performer who was last night uh, who, she, she got a little lost. And I'm not going to say who it was because mm-hmm. it could have been any of us, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I thought she handled that so well. Mm-hmm. She was like, uh-oh, mm-hmm. this one isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, "Let's get to the ending as quickly as yeah. possible." <laughs> and How she am I going to get out of this? And she yeah. just jumped and did it. And I thought yeah. that was a uh, that was reasonable as well, because that kind of thing can happen mm-hmm. too. All right, so you ended up playing, I ended up playing an original piece
1: called "Core And uh, and and it, it's it's an original piece that for me is kind of at the peak of what I can do. Which is funny because I was just saying it's good to do something you're comfortable with, but. Um, But it was the piece that's been in my head a lot, and I've been enjoying playing it, so I thought it was a good one. And you nailed it. Well, thanks, Dan.
0: Yeah. And so then we did a piece that we wrote together, Mm -hmm. and then we closed with this thing that I've been playing for a long time. It's it's a medley. It's really fast, fast fast-flying. It's a gospel medley that ends with uh, Ode to Joy, which we're allowed to kind of be very honest and straight on this podcast. I'm really kind of tired of playing. That's Mm -hmm. the truth. But this is that situation where you're, it's at the end of a concert, people have been sitting there too long, you want to do something exciting that everybody can relate Mm -hmm. to, and that's kind of good. Mm -hmm. And so I think we did the right thing by playing it. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: However, the response that we got to the original piece that we wrote was maybe stronger and I'm not talking about applause, yeah I'm talking about the afterglow today mm-hmm. you know yeah. when we're hearing people, we've heard from so many folks that like that was my favorite thing you know you guys did
1: mm-hmm.
0: that uh, who was, did you said it was Chris Thiele who had the comment about not underestimating
1: Oh yeah, yeah he said the uh, comment he made was it's, it's never a good idea to underestimate your audience. Yeah. And this was after he played a pretty bad show
0: in Scotland, where he got heckled and booed. (laughs) (laughs) Really. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So I mean, with that in mind, actually, I think we can if we had stuck with our gut Mm -hmm. to just play what we kinda really want to play, what we feel like, it probably would have been fine as well. But it's always good to have those pieces that you like. Okay, everybody likes this. We can play this and close out the mm-hmm. show that way. Well, and
3: also just kind of like I was, I wasn't particularly happy with how the not that it was. I think it was noticeable, but I wasn't happy with how the first piece had gone, and there were some things that had thrown me off. In, in just, Aaron,
0: in our set, in
3: my set. Oh, <laughs> and, and having and having uh, and having my f- my song. Uh, having 52 Vincent which I've played now literally 10 years you know it's a good fallback I know I can make that work under even the most adverse conditions you know and and I was from really dry I had had a terrible night's sleep it was as adverse as it kind of gets for me you know and it went fine and it went fine in part because i again I knew I could lean into it you know and I think for that reason, those reasons like that, I don't, I think that might be why I never kind of get sick of it. Yeah. Also, also that piece and Ellen Rabies and a couple others always have to be right at the top of my game. That's, yeah, you know that's I mean?
0: true. You've got to be ready for it. Yeah. All right, we should probably wrap this up. I, I guess we could invite people to tune in next week when we discuss other first world problems at Dulcimer Festival. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 Now, thank you guys for doing this, yeah. and uh, it's going to be fun to actually start bringing more people in on this podcast. Butch Ross mm-hmm. at butchross.com. Butchross.com. Email mm-hmm. if you want to complain about anything he said. Mm-hmm. Aaron at aaronorark.com if you want to complain about anything that he said. Do you want to give your
2: I, I don't take any this? phone calls or emails. You
0: don't take so. any phone calls? Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> should direct all emails to my future wife. That'd be fun. <laughs> oh, uh, that's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, here we are oh. on, on this date, and uh, Aaron's getting married next week. Yay! Yay. Yeah, this this is the most awkward bachelor party in Dan's hotel room, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> This is as good as it gets right here. Really? Really oh I see
2: the cake coming now. Okay.
0: Alright. You guys are a bunch of geeks? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You are too. Worse course. <laughs>